fantastic. Thank you so much, worship band and uh, worship team. Uh, it's just been good. Oh, what great songs. What great declarations of who God is. And oh, It's just, uh, I don't know, it's just a joy to be in the presence of God in worship together as the body of Christ. And we want to thank you for coming out, being with us live. And uh, I just want to thank those who are joining us at home watching on YouTube. Uh, we want you to feel um, included on everything that's being spoken tonight. And uh, hey, let's just give the Lord uh, a hand clap. And uh, we can't shout and praise, but we can acknowledge that he's here and just acknowledge the goodness of God. Um, as you would have been with us over the last couple of weeks um, or a few weeks, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit, and how our lives are empowered today because the Holy Spirit still lives, still dwells in the hearts and the lives of those who call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. And it's just a joy. You know, I, I love the fact that the Holy Spirit you know, wasn't taken back after the days of the Acts of the Apostles because it's not just the Acts of the Apostles. Even though it's called the Book of Acts, it's Acts of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is still active and moving in the hearts of each and every one of us. And as we allow him access into our life, as we allow him space, as we ha have our ear attuned to him, he will use us. He will, he will minister through us to, into the lives of others. And tonight, really, um, if you like, the title of my message would be Walking in the Power of God by the Holy Spirit. Walking in the Power of God. I, I, if there was a generation, and I should think pastors and ministers down through every generation have said, if ever there was a time in the church age where we needed to see the power of God and the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit, we've got to be living in that age. I'm sure they would have said it back in, the, uh, in World War II. I, I guarantee they said the same thing in World War I. I guarantee they've said it in every generation since, um, since Paul wrote these words. Why? Because as believers, we recognize we can't live the Christian, spiritual Christian life without his presence in our life. It's impossible to do it. And I love the fact of, you know, as you read through the book of Acts, where, you, where we begin to see, uh, as, as Pastor Andy said this morning, um, where Jesus was teaching the disciples for 40 days about the things of the kingdom, what they should be expecting. And during that period of time, just leading up to the time of his crucifixion in John 13, 14, 15, 16, he's teaching them all the things that are so necessary before he prays the high priestly prayer in John 17, and then he's taken and arrested and all the rest of it. We know how that goes. But over and over again in John 15, 14, 15, and 16, he's talking about the Holy Spirit coming. If I go back to the Father, I will send the Comforter. I will send the Holy Spirit. And then we see 120 disciples. We know he appeared to 500 at one time. We know that there are many others who believed and had seen Jesus do incredible miracles. But 120 decided to take Jesus at his word and went to an upper room until... The promise of the Holy Spirit came. I don't know what happened to the, the other 350, the other 450, the other 3,000, the other 5,000. I, I don't know what happened to them. But we know 120 went to that upper room. 
and they were prepared to wait in that upper room until they were endured with power, until the Holy Spirit came upon them. They didn't know whether it was going to be two hours, two days, or in the end it happened to be ten days they were in that upper room waiting. I don't know what work, what excuses they had. They made at work. Uh, the most craziest um, work excuse for being late I've ever heard was a guy who was always late for work. <clears throat> and it wasn't Sam. Um, he was always late for work. And this was his, his, his greatest excuse because he was about to be fired. He said, an alien UFO came down and stopped me on the way. And I couldn't help but, but um, see what was happening. We were on the building sites working. And he got away with it because it was such a random excuse. And, and he wasn't sacked on the spot. What were the excuses of all these other disciples not being there? I don't know. What their excuses to their employer? I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. I, I, it just doesn't sound right, does it? It doesn't sound like a good excuse. I'm waiting for God to come and fill my life. Um, it, it's true, but it wouldn't go down well on, on the carpentry site, on the building site, and the medical centers, whatever they were doing. But that's what they were waiting for, the promise. Jesus said... Wait in Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. These 120 took Jesus at his words. And the, tonight, you know, as we, as we take him at his word, as we open up his word, my prayer for each and every one of us is that we take him at his word. What we hear, what we receive tonight, we take him at his word and we believe what the word of God says into our life. You know, up until that moment, throughout the Old Testament, we know that the Holy Spirit came upon a person's life. They were moved upon with power. They were, were, were touched by God and they healed someone. They, 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 the, the Spirit of God came upon a life and, and suddenly uh, an incredible wonder took place. Throughout Jesus' ministry, we know that that moment at his baptism... Um, and, and he came up out of the water and um, a voice from heaven and a dove from heaven descended and came upon him. The Holy Spirit then led him into the wilderness. We know at that point the Holy Spirit has now come to live in him. He goes led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And then, having been tempted by the enemy for 40 days, he comes out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and something is incredible we're here. We all need to be led by the Holy Spirit and we all need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus came to this earth. He gave up all his uh, heavenly privileges, all his heavenly power. And he came upon the earth as a man like you and I. He came and operated on the earth in, in his natural human standpoint. And he was moved upon. The Holy Spirit came upon him just like the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he enables us to be led by him. Those who are called of the Spirit are led by the Spirit. And then he's also moved upon in power. And I love the very first thing that we see Jesus do. He goes back into the temple. He unrolls the scroll and he begins to declare in Luke chapter 4 of what the scroll of God's word says about him. Oh, how we need to take the scroll of God's word and declare it over our lives to, to actually believe. Jesus started to recite what was spoken of him in the word of God. And we when, we, when we start speaking the word of God over our life, the word of God washes and cleans and regenerates and empowers just like we, when we have the Holy Spirit in us, empowers us to do the things God has called us to do. 
Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to operate in the power of God. To do all that God had called Jesus to do. He needed the Holy Spirit upon his life. For you and I to do everything and anything that God's called us to do. He's given us the Holy Spirit to do it. He's equipped us. I love this. You know, if you're in the army or the navy or the air force and you're called to go to war, you are equipped with the practical clothing, the machinery that you need, the armaments that you need. You are equipped to do the job. Well, we've been called into the army of the Lord and we are wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the wicked hosts in heavenly places. And he said, now I give you power to overcome all the works of the enemy. He's given us the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead has now been given to you and I to quicken not only our mortal bodies, but to equip us with all the manifestations of the gifts of the spirit active in our life. I think this is just absolutely, if, you, if, we, if, we, if, we, could, if we could see, with, with not, not through a dim glass, but actually what is happening in the spirit realm. If we could see what God has given and deposited on the inside of our life. If we could see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in person in our life. It would totally transform the way we live. He would totally transform the way we live how we act how we behave how we observe how we minister to others how we connect with people if we knew who and what we now had our lives would be so so different me like the rest of the pastors of family church we've been teaching and preaching on this on the gifts on the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you like, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. But you know what? The world around us don't need the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. They need a manifestation and they need the evidence of his person. They need the word of God going out in demonstration and power. They need you and me living our lives in such a way that we're outworking the things that the Holy Spirit can do, wants to do, has the ability to do through the vessel. He's chosen you. He's called you. He's enabled you and empowered you. What does it say in 1 Corinthians? Paul says this. And my speech, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Spirit and power. You carried the words of eternal life. Think about that. In your workplace, in your community, in your neighborhood, in, even in your own home. You carry the words of eternal life. The ability to change someone's destiny from living a life separate from God to being connected to God and then living out their life for him as well. We carry those words. And tonight really I want to focus on what it means to have the infilling. We can tell you the doctrine, we can teach you the manifestations but how do we live 
and the, the, the infilling, the outworking, the, 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 the continual outpouring of God. How can we live this way? First and foremost, we've got to see this, and I guess this is key. In Acts chapter 1, this is the, the moment in Acts when all this begins to happen. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And it says, I'm going to read it from the Bible, why not? I, I could read it from my iPad, but let's have a Bible in my hand. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, says this. But you shall receive. Not that you have to earn, or have to live up to, or have to obtain it's just like if I have my five-pound note in my hand and I gave it to you, you have to receive. It's a gift. Remember, it's a charis gift. It's a charisma gift into our life. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. You shall be a witness. Wherever you are, whatever you do, doing, whatever your life involves, whether you're busy at work, whether you're busy at home, whether you're working with kids, or whether you're working with adults, we should be a witness. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit who's now empowered us. That, that word power, you know, I know all of you probably know this, it's the word, word dunamis in the Greek. It means explosive, dynamite power. Now, if you look at your life right now and examine how you feel on the inside, do you feel like Mr. Dynamite or Miss Explosive? The truth is you may not feel it, but we don't go by our feelings. You are it because he lives in you. We can't go by what we feel. If I go by how I feel, if you come up to me and you say, oh, would you pray for me? And I don't really feel like it. Um, that's not really being a good pastor, number one, but I may not feel the power. I may not feel the call. I may not feel the gifting. I may not feel like it right now. But it's not down to my feelings. It's about he who's now living in me wants to minister through me into your need. And I've got to be available because I am a vessel. Each one of us are vessels. Vessels through which the Holy Spirit wants to use. Vessels through which God wants to take you. You may feel like you're a marred vessel or a broken vessel or a vessel that's not very pretty to look at or a vessel that's not very useful. But actually, who cares what the vessel is? It's what's in the vessel that counts. And I tell you, it's what's in you that counts. It's the power in you that counts. You may not know much of the word, but it's the power in you that counts. You may not have a great singing voice, but it's the power in you that when that you sing, there's something that's released from your heart because you have a heart for God. Something is then released from your heart that impacts those that are around you. You may not be much of a prayer, but hey, Lord, heal them. That's all the Holy Spirit needs. He needs something, someone that will release something from their heart, believing that he will move on their behalf. He's looking for willing, willing vessels. Today in the church, around the world, there is a form of godliness called religion. But they deny the power thereof. We are not a church that denies the power thereof. We cannot be individuals who live in religious 
boxes of our life. Well, when I'm in church, I will allow the Holy Spirit to move. But when I'm in my family and I suddenly have a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or just feel like I need to pray for them, oh, I won't do that. No, no, no. We are Christian, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost hooligans in church and in our home, in our workplace, in the work, in the high street, wherever we may be, let's allow the Holy Spirit to flood out, to flow from our innermost being and touch in the world around us. That is exactly how Jesus lived on the earth. Listen to this in Acts chapter chapter 10. Let me get my Bible again. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts 10, verse 38 says this. How God anointed Jesus... How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. He anointed him. He gave him the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, with the Holy Spirit and with power. Dunamis, the same thing that we have, the same power that is in our life. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you, he shall quicken your mortal body. That same spirit that they had on the day of Pentecost. And he went about doing good. He went about in his daily life. He went about in, in his, when he rose up in the morning. He went around doing good. Healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. In his everyday life. He went around doing good. He went around saying good things. He went around and if he saw the need he healed. If he saw a, de- a demon he delivered. If he saw uh, a person that was struggling he set them free. Do you know what? We, we have that same calling, church. We have that same calling. Whether you're watching at home, we have that same calling in our life. Every one of us who knows Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that is our calling. Go into all the world. The Great Commission in, in Matthew 28, in Mark 16, it's the Great Commission. Just like Jesus was going around doing good, we go into all the world and we preach the gospel. We heal the sick. We raise the dead. We cast out demons. Freely we have received. Freely we now give. This is what makes our Christianity different from religion. Those who have religion will attend church. They will do churchy things. They will enjoy churchy activities. And there will be no transformation in their life. There will be no impartation into others. But those who are called by the Spirit, who live by the Spirit, will go into their world and they will be world changers. It may be one person's world at a time, but they will change worlds. We've been called to change our world and he's given us the Holy Spirit to do just that. Doing life God's way is what we call Holy Spirit living. As we yield to him, as we lean into him, as we trust him in this journey. See, Jesus is our example in every way. And I love the fact that he said, the works that I do, you will do also. How? Not in our own might, not in our own ability, not with our own agenda, but By the Spirit living in us. The works that I do, Barbara, you will do also. And greater 
will you do? Why? Because I go to my Father. And because I go, I'll send the Holy Spirit. This should make us hungry. This should make us so thirsty for God. When we taste and see that the Lord is good. It should cause us to lean in, to press in like the woman with the issue of blood who pressed through the crowd and said, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. I'm going to touch that anointing. I'm going to withdraw from his goodness. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to live this way. I'm going to live different from the world around me. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 in the Amplified says this, But I say to you, Walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God. Oh, the Holy Spirit will transform this natural life of ours. But I say to you, walk and live habitually like that moment when pastor andy said a couple of weeks ago good morning holy spirit from the benny hymn book and there are people who have just caught a hold of that and they're beginning to wake up in the morning good morning holy spirit what have you got for me today how can you use me i want to be used by you and just that communication and allowance of of i'm here use me for your glory i love that It says this in in another translation, Galatians 5.16. Let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. As you yield to this dynamic life of the Holy Spirit, are you yielding to him? Are you yielding to the things of the Spirit? Are you yielding? Are you, have you bowed the knee? Are you submitted to his will? Not my will be done. Your will be done. I tell you, this, this is just, this is the sort of things that will change our life forever. Habitually living and responsive to the Holy Spirit. God inside minded. God conscious in our everyday walk with him. You may be dealing with a difficult situation, whether it's in school or at work, and you're yielding to God, responsive to the Holy Spirit, and he'll give you answers when you didn't expect it. He will reveal things. You know, the times I've lost things around the house. Where's my keys? I say, Jane, do you know where my keys are? Are they where you left them? No, no, I've looked everywhere. Have you prayed? Oh, have I prayed? Oh, Lord, I walk away thinking, oh, I've been told off again. Not, not told off, but encouraged. That's the word. That's what I'm, I'm forgetful that I should be asking. But here it's saying, be responsive, controlled, and guided. The Holy Spirit knows where my keys are. Why wouldn't I ask him? Why wouldn't I? Good question. How many times do we go through life? And we, we're, we're scratching the head. We're getting frustrated when all we should be doing is saying, Lord, I know you know. Give me the answer. The Holy Spirit is our limited resource and our everlasting fountain in life. As I, as I penned it down, as I typed, it, typed that down, I thought, oh, I love that. Let him 
the Holy Spirit be our limit, unlimited resource and our everlasting fountain of life. Let him be your unlimited resource and your fountain, everlasting fountain of life. You know, I don't know. I don't. You may have been to a place where there's been a beautiful fountain, and all you. I think there's. I think there's somewhere in St Vincent. There's beautiful fountain. Someone's told me about this beautiful fountain that or was that in Bermuda. I, I don't know. But this beautiful fountain that comes down, and I, I tell you, on a boiling hot day, you won't catch me on a cold day like today. But a boiling hot day, just to go and stand under that fountain and let it pour over you. Must be one of the one of the sort of bucket list things, I guess. If I had a bucket in my life, that would be one of those things. Just in a boiling hot day, have this fountain. But you know what? That's the Holy Spirit that we can encounter every day of our lives as we stand in available, we stand before Him in, in His presence and say, Father. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that he's ministering to me. And we allow the Holy Spirit to begin to minister to us in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in our heart to the Lord. And as we open up our heart to him, as we pray and just receive all that he wants to do. You know, you, I was going to say, you could all come down here for an hour, but we can't do that right now. But just, just in his presence, me in my office, you down here, wherever you are, taking time. To be in his presence. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us. Fill us afresh. Fill us anew. Fill us and empower our lives. I had this thought down here. And I've got to ask it. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. Why not? Why not? See if you've asked for the Holy Spirit. My Bible tells me he gives. You don't have to beg, scrape and, and, and cry for hours, wait and tarry. If you've asked for the Holy Spirit, you have the Holy Spirit. You may not feel like you've had any of the manifestations of the Spirit, but don't doubt you, if you've asked, just like the Bible says, if a, if, a, if a child asks a father for a piece of bread, will he give him a stone? If he asks for, for, for something, will he give him a scorpion? Will he? No, he who asks for the Holy Spirit will of the Holy Spirit receive. But what have we done with the knowledge of the Holy Spirit in our life? Is a great question. Listen to this in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. This is again on the day of Pentecost, and we've read it before. I want to read it again. And Peter replied, this is to the 3,000 that are saying, what must I do to be saved? And Peter replied, repent and return to God. Each and every one of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, to have your sins removed. Then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. I love that. You know, repent, get your heart right, then you can take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. That moment, you know, you can't receive the Holy Spirit until you're born again. But get born again, give your heart to God, and he says, now, take a hold. It's like receiving that gift. I have my fiver. If my fiver was there, it's taking hold of that gift. For God's promise of the Holy Spirit is for you. So if you've ever doubted, if you're at home and you're doubting that the Holy Spirit is for you, this is what the Word of God says. For, the, for God's promise of the Holy Spirit is 
for you and your families and those yet to be born and for everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. The Holy Spirit is yours. You just need to receive. I was just about to go on to my second thought, my third thought, and I think, oh, oh, I don't want to rush this. Oh, what do I do? <laughs> I got three, two minutes. I can't do this in two minutes. We'll go a little bit longer. Second thought. Are you being, being filled? Or have you just had that experience where you were baptised in the Holy Spirit, you had the Holy Spirit come upon your life, you knew that, that you'd been empowered from God. But when was the last time you went back to God and said, fill me anew, fill me afresh, fill the cup of my life, fill the well of my life. Psalm 23, my cup's full and running over. When was the last time you went before the Lord and you said, Oh, my cup is full and running over? Or are we living on the dregs of our life? Are we living on rock bottom? Are we bottomed out? Is, is the cup of our life half empty? And yet God wants it overflowing. Can I encourage you? Listen to this. In John 7. Verse 37, I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. Then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All you thirsty ones, come to me. See, if you want, if you want to know the key to being filled and overflowing with the things of the Holy Spirit, this is it. All you thirsty ones. If you want to become thirstier, become saltier. If you, if you have a Chinese dinner or some cuisine where there is a lot of salt involved, you guess what you want to do? You want to drink lots after. And here, all you thirsty ones, become saltier in your life. The saltier you are, the thirstier you become, and the more of him is outpoured. He says, and all you thirsty ones, come to me come to me and drink see when we come to God and we begin to drink from the wells of salvation when you begin to drink from the wells of salvation guess what you become satisfied Jesus what did he say at the woman at Samaria he said I can give you water and you'll never thirst again but there is a spiritual thirst not a thirst for the things of this world but there's a spiritual thirst that we keep coming back for more and more of him and he says, believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you. It doesn't come down from above. It comes out from within. When you draw near to him, it's not like he's drawing near from somewhere outside near to you. He's drawing as you draw near to him from within. He draws near to you from within. And he says, out of you will burst burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says, rivers of water will flow from his throne within. Oh, that's just so brilliant. When I read that from this translation, I thought, yes, 
That's the, I, I, I can't shout now. That's so good that the rivers of living water will flow from within his throne. His throne is within us. He is, when we crown him with many crowns, when we enthrone him on high, we're, we're not, he's, he's on high, he's enthroned already. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. But when we, when we draw near to him and we put him on the throne of our lives, actually he's on the throne already in our life. So that rivers of living water will flow from his throne within. Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive. But the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out upon them because Jesus had not yet been unveiled in all his splendor. We know that Paul in Ephesians 5.18 says this, Don't be drunk with wine. Or don't be distracted by many other things. You could also put it that way. That could bring ruin to your life. Instead, be filled or be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Be being filled. Be being filled from the throne within your life already. Allow the rivers, you know, the Bible was full of rivers, and go back to Ezekiel as the river of God began to flow from the temple. What's the temple? Here. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the water began to flow from under the threshold that flows from our life and touches the lives of others. And where that river went, wherever the Bible says the river of God goes, it brings healing and salvation to others. As we allow our lives to be filled with God, as we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us from the throne within, I believe there is going to be a river that flows from our life and it touches the lives of others around us. Oh, how we need to be bold. Bold, not in ourselves, but bold in the things of God. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going for a second. The last thought is this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. It says, Do not quench or subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guiding of the Holy Spirit. In other words, we can quench, we can subdue, and we can be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, do not do it. Do not. Paul's, Paul's talking to, to, to the, the church and, and he's given instruction. He says, you can, but don't do it. Don't quench. Don't subdue. Don't be unresponsive to. I was praying the other, the other night. I woke up in the middle of the night at half past, half past one in the morning and continued praying in the Holy Spirit, I think to about 3.34. It was a bit of a hectic night and um, was uh, praying in, in the Holy Spirit. I didn't have answers to anything that I felt I was praying into. But the moment I woke at 6.30, I knew what God was asking me to do. It's like, Lord, that wasn't really what I wanted to hear. <laughs> But I had an answer to what I knew I was praying in the spirit in the middle of the night. 
the moment I woke up. I wasn't thinking about it. I hadn't opened my eyes. I just knew that God had shown me. What is that? That is the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Why? I could have subdued it. I could have quenched that thought. I could have been unresponsive. I'm tired. I need to get to sleep. I'm just going to sleep. I'm not going to pray. I'm just going to sleep. I was going to get up at two o'clock and walk around the house. I thought, no, I'm just going to lay in bed, but I'll pray in tongues. But then God broke through and the answer came. It's not, it's not the answer I wanted, but it's the answer that I know is his. And sometimes when you get the answer that's God's, it's the right answer. And you just have to go with the flow. But I'd also like to add to this passage. Don't ignore the leading of the Holy Spirit. Don't become over familiar with the Holy Spirit. And don't be apathetic towards the Holy Spirit in your life. I'm going to miss some things. Okay, we're going to close with this. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, for you who are at home and for anybody in the room, if you've never received the Holy Spirit, the question that, that, that what Jesus was saying is, anyone who comes to me and asks will be filled. If you're feeling like you're running on empty, the cup of your life tonight, I believe, can be filled. If you'd like a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit upon your life, an impartation, an anointing, a fresh touch, then I believe tonight we can receive that. And I just want to go through this one passage of what Jesus said again. Rivers of living water. All you thirsty ones, come to me. That's the key. It's to go to him. Come to me and drink. Tonight, I just want you to take, you know, just imagine you've had this Chinese and you're really, really thirsty. And Jesus is saying, come to me and I will give you drink. And you'll never be thirsty in the natural. But there will be such a thirst that I create in you that you'll come back over and over again. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you. That's what Jesus wants to do. That's what the Holy Spirit has promised he will do. Flowing from your innermost being, not from your feelings, not from your mind, but from your innermost being. And remember, rivers of living water will flow from his throne within. This, when the Holy Spirit comes, it's from within. You don't feel something from without. You may have a goosebump. You may, you may tremble. That's, that's an outward expression. But when the Holy Spirit comes that transforms lives and empowers and equips his church, it comes from the throne of God within so I'm going to ask you just to stand up. And at home, why don't you join us and stand up together and just trust God that he ministers into your life right now as we pray in this room. Father, let's just lift our hands. Father, we submit our lives before you tonight. And we thank you, Lord, for the teaching and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that we've learned from you over these last few weeks. 
But Lord, tonight, as we lift our arms, we just ask, would you come and fill us with rivers of living water? Holy Spirit, right now, from our innermost being, from the throne within our heart, I pray for a release of your Holy Spirit upon our life. Lord, that out of our belly will begin to flow right now rivers of living water. Rivers of life, rivers of life, Lord, I pray. Oh, as we draw near to you, Holy Spirit, we pray out of our innermost being, fill the cup of our life. Fill us, Lord, with, with your spirit. Lord, fill us afresh with the wine, that new wine in new wineskins. Lord, we want to be, Lord, relevant and, and, and ready for today. Lord, we don't want to carry what we had in our yesterdays. But, Lord, a new wineskin. Pour out that living wine in our life again today. Lord, let the oil of your spirit. Lord, as it, le as it was poured over the, the head of Aaron, Lord, I pray that it would just again afresh over our life, Lord, over our head, over our, uh, our body, Lord. Let the, the oil of your anointing just separate us from the things of this world. Holy Spirit, here we are. Here we are. Fill us. Fill us from deep within. Fill us, Lord God, I pray. Deep unto deep. Spirit unto spirit. Filled. Just imagine yourself under that waterfall. Where the waters of, of the things of God are just pouring down over your life. Just imagine you're standing underneath that waterfall as it gushes over your life. And he's filling you and washing you and regenerating your life. Just picture the, the, the fountain of God around you. Just with your mind's eye, just see the river of God beginning to flow out of your life. That infilling and outpouring, infilling and outpouring. Lord, I thank you for an infilling and an outpouring of our lives. Lord, all of you and none of me. Lord, I pray when Christ, who is our life, Lord, I pray that we would live submitted lives to you and to your spirit as you fill us and outwork and manifest your gifts through our lives. Here we are. Here we are, Lord. Use us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.